You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 145. The trip to Waterdeep was quick. The winds were favorable, and uh, the group made swift time. Swift time, made quick time, getting to Waterdeep, where Mock, where it is finally time for Mock to take his case before the guild leaders of Waterdeep and try to clear his name first and foremost and with any luck uh, perhaps get back some of which he had lost in addition to just the uh, just the titles it's quick enough quick and easy enough to get a uh, to get a room at a, at a decent tavern nearby where the tribunal will be taking place sending message ahead mock was able to line up getting the uh the tribunal um getting the tribunal moving quickly so that it could uh so that it could happen right away because as mock and baron are certainly as as, as everyone on snowbane's gift is very aware of uh Waterdeep's a big place it's a big public place and you're wanted people uh that being said Waterdeep's size and bureaucracy uh, and independence is good for you in the short term because even if it becomes publicly known to the uh, to the dwarven oh damn what are they the forge keepers that sounds mm-hmm. right I think that's right the forge keepers uh, even if they were to learn that you were here the process to actually legally uh, get someone that is wanted by the dwarven uh, by the dwarven holds you know, from the streets of Waterdeep is not impossible. Relations are good between the dwarves and Waterdeep, uh, but it ain't an overnight ordeal. Not in Waterdeep, it ain't. So, we should move here. Time is of the essence. Yeah. Um, but if this has to go and take a few days, you feel relatively secure that you could at least try to get out of town, uh, get out of town without being noticed. But uh, after this first day of your uh, tribunal, most likely you would find out. So you've settled down here in the tavern. For the evening, Mock ready to face his tribunal in the next morning. As we have uh, discussed in advance. So here's how this is going to go. Going out of game a little bit. Um, four of you, Kevin, Kevin, Kalen, Dan, have been given characters, members of the tribunal. Judges, you could say. Members of the tribunal. Um, Mock. Deemed members. Actually, let me, I should explain this all once we were actually like there. Uh, so let me let me give that a moment. So first, first is this: Mock has uh, Mock was able to swiftly um, get an old business associate to uh, come talk to him. Mock needed one thing going into this tribunal more than anything else, which is who's on the panel. Like 
tell me who tell me who I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be talking who, who to. Who are my judges? Who are, who who are your judges? And Could that have been Massimo's parents. They were was partners, whole, right? They were they, they they worked together or something, right? Massimo's. There had been running in the past, but they ran a glass blowing business for a long time. Massimo volunteers his family to complete the debt owed. Maybe complete, I think that makes sense. To complete the debt owed. Uh, Massimo, uh, yeah, Massimo puts Mock in contact with, uh, with his family. Ma and Pa Dragonglass. Ma and Pa Dragonglass. You do <laughs> the movers and shakers here. So, Mock is aware of his four judges tomorrow, which to review, whoops, I gotta get these windows not covering up my screen capture. Um, we have Mercy Cindershield. She wants a simple and elegant solution. Uh, who will be playing Mercy Cindershield? I will be playing Mercy Cindershield. Kevin Call will be playing Mercy Cindershield. She wants a simple and elegant solution. She is very patient. She is very slow to trust other people. She is practical and likes finding direct solutions to problems. She hates braggarts and liars. I hate braggarts and liars. Oh, uh, excellent. <clears throat> Second member of the tribunal. Godrum Brewbuckle. Oh, wait. I have a thing I can open up for you. Godrum Brewbuckle. Boom. He Boy, wants me. the <clears throat> truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Godrum will be played by Kalen. Today. I don't like change. He always goes straight to the point. He has a temper. He can't stand laziness. And he doesn't like change. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, the third member of our tribunal here is Lura Bromwood. Lura Bromwood. <laughs> Lura Bromwood wants to be on the winning side. They hate fair play. They only speak loudly. They are an alcoholic. And they constantly look for the loophole. For the client. For the client's for success, the client. of course. <laughs> um that's Lura, and finally Florian Gustav Versk the Third, who wants to be to finally be taken seriously. Florian Gustav Versk the Third will be played by Kevin Breakstone. Uh, uh, he, I, I'm here on behalf of my father. He has an extreme case of imposter syndrome. He hates being Hermit. bullied. He second guesses everything, and he has very little practical experience, so he fakes it. Uh, I saw that character and I was like, I think Kevin wants to play that. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite character portrait by an extremely wide margin. The mustache. Kalen put those together. Kalen did put yes. those together. <laughs> Are these all dwarves, humans? Uh, no. Uh, good question. Good question. It's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, in the pictures, but uh, it is Mercy and Godrum are the are dwarves, and the other two are humans. Oh no, wait, okay. no, uh, Lura I think is an elf. Elf or or uh, I think she's an elf or a half. Or thank they're, you, they're sir. Elf or a half elf. <laughs> Possibly half elf, but not dwarven. Oh, I'm so happy. So Florian is the only human <laughs> in the tribunal. <laughs> oh. Humans 
suck. This group Being loves a, humans. A, a human uh, gives me a certain amount of experience that uh, perhaps others in the uh, the council do not have, uh, or maybe. Uh, not to say that the experience of uh, elves or uh, dwarves is not to be. Uh, 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 I'll, I'll wait my turn. The future belongs to the elves and half elves, then dwarves. Humans are not on the list. So, humans. Sorry, was uh, was Mercy a half elf? No, uh, Mercy is a dwarf. No, Mercy is dwarf. Mercy's dwarf. Okay. Lura is a, a of elven. I'll just say full I'm elf. Very say full patient. Elf. Okay. So, um, I'm pulling Mock into the correct scene, which you'll be in in a moment. And same with Baron, who is up here. Okay. Sorry, I switched scenes at the last minute because I got a better map. Um, we'll do this. I need to fix him. Okay. I'm going to bring you on over to the tribunal map. Hopefully, oh. Luke gets pulled over too. He is a pu- I see a pubis. Oh, look at us up there. Yeah, we there look really are you. Important. Um, I need to set oh, your own beat up. <laughs> I like. Get like the, the shit kicked out of us. The, the pubis. I saw that recently. I'm not aware, but it's, it's from Wow. Oh, it is it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Godrum. Yeah. Uh, who's playing Godrum? That's Kalen. Me. Yeah. Okay. I'm setting the ownership of the tokens so that you can uh, move them around if it strikes your fancy. Uh, Lura is uh, Dan. Is that right? Dan. Lobs. And finally, Godrum on the way to the courthouse. Lura and Mercy. Mercy is uh, K. K. HP is very low for Godrum. Though that is not HP. We're going to get to that. So Ah. here is how this tribunal is going to go down mechanically. Uh, So I'm going to I'm going to lay out everything here. So this tribunal is going to take course over two days by default. This is just the way things are intended to go. But of course, this is tabletop role-playing, so anything goes. But uh, two, days of, two days of tribunal. You're, gonna, uh, you're going to be able to take turns with, though, the, with uh, that who is arguing against you. Mock is up against Pubis in the scene. We'll introduce him properly in a narrative way in a moment. Mock will be up against Pubis. Pubis has inherited all of Mock's uh, titles and, and uh, you know, the business, everything having to do with the business as part of the punitive punishment to Mock for his, um, for his uh, indiscretions. Crimes. For his crimes. Uh, crimes. Yeah, <laughs> crimes. straight up yeah, that, very illegal he activities. Broke the law. Yeah, he that's broke the law and he was convicted. Like, and was convicted. Yes. Okay. So he was he was and, and harshly harshly punished, uh, although without dungeon time. So and for that background, that's what I want to understand rich. is that that was why he didn't go to a prison. Like yeah. So the the uh, Greg, please please clarify more of what's happening here. But what Mock has told the group is that he has a fifty thousand gold gold piece fine, which is true. And there was a substantial loss that was incurred as he was stripped of all material possessions related to his business in Waterdeep. So, you know, Greg just talked to you, uh, told us on Slack a little bit of what it takes to build a building in Waterdeep. Mock had an incredibly fine, you know, crafting shop workshop and and an incredibly desirable trading space. So that 
all of his inventory, everything related to that, stripped from him. Um, so you could say he's in the hole for that and <laughs> further owes enormous wealth with very few means to generate that. And if I recall from the end of the mocked backstory adventure, what did the, the fire elemental cause a big fire, which was how his illicit dealings kind of got discovered in the cleanup of that? Is that what occurred? Yes. So, so what, what Kevin's referring to is basically uh, Pubis hired some folks of, uh, you know, some thieves, some good men looking to make a dollar to go and draw attention to Mock's black market dealings by like basically in, in the end, they lit a fire, which brought the, the firemen, which alerted the, the police officers where they discovered a lot of the, the, the foreign goods. And was so I, I that doesn't that's that, that of course has happened. That's canon. And I think was is a part of this tale uh, as yeah. to how he was how he was outed and then therefore later convicted. Um, hmm. But as I understand, Pubis was expert in that operation. And is, that is unknown to anyone who is <clears throat> participating in that session. True. And last question about that, because this is really all about what our characters know from the history of Waterdeep, right? Is sure. um, <clears throat> what was the, we talked about illicit dealings. Okay, black market stuff. Was that the most glare was it the fact that he was doing black market stuff or was there a specific client that was like the glaring thing because it feels like there's there's a, a ge the general theme uniquely positioned as an extremely high-end crafter for you know people aristocrats in water deep and beyond and dealt in extremely rare items um that he used to create massive amounts of profits um it's like he like literally he he would be the fence that would deal the Mona Lisa to someone else who wanted to buy it on the slide. Like basically the the types of things that he was moving in a black market sense were, you know, almost culturally offensive to maybe those who 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 stood lost, which, you know, there was there wasn't any kind of violence, but just the level of kind of like offensiveness and harm um kind of leveraged such a such a such an extreme. I mean just the crime itself, you know, uh, as as a prominent trader was was bad, and then the types of goods he was dealing in, and the crime so itself. Continued. When you talk about the crime itself, we're talking about black market dealing. That's right. Okay. Like basically, yeah, fencing black market bids. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. So here's how it's going to go down. And <laughs> no further questions. So in all, you know, in all honesty, I made this all up. And I don't know how what? well it will work. So Excuse me? this is uh, an experiment. I think I think it's a fun structure for doing what we want to do. If the mechanics are end up feeling like they they conflict with the way the story you know makes sense, we can figure that out in the end, right? I would say let's not sweat it during the time and just move forward, and we can reconcile it in the end if we're like, oh man, it really felt like. Mock was doing everything right, yet the numbers are off. Then <clears throat> just assume I designed it poorly. So um, we'll figure that out. So here's here's how it goes: is our two our our defendant and our plaintiff. It's not a legal proceeding, but uh, uh, you know, Pubis and Mock uh, are going to have ta uh, being able to take turns bringing forward uh, arguments to the panel here. After each argument is made a die will be rolled a skill check will be made 
representing the overall effectiveness of the argument. But of course, I'm not going to bring Luke to the table and say that Luke's um, incredibly uh, uh, talented way with words. You are Holly. muted, Luke, in case you are uh, responding to any of the compliments I'm uh, showering upon you. I want to give you the full floor. Uh, okay. Feel free to expand uh, at your leisure. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to bring Luke here and ask him to uh, play pubis and make a case against Mock um, and or Eric um, without uh, giving some value to the quality of the storytelling here. So here's how it's going to work. The check is for the same DC every time, all throughout all of these things. It's going to be a lot of checks. Um, and it is thus a 10 means you get one uh, disposition. Let's call it disposition. I think that makes sense. You are trying to swing the disposition of enough of the panel members to your side for the final vote, essentially. And by making these checks, you can move the disposition positively or negatively. Mock will move it positively. Pubis <coughs> will most likely attempt to move it negatively. That's my assumption. Again, it's tabletop role-playing. Anything could happen. Um, so the w amount that it moves is thus. 10 um, gets you 1. 15 gets you 2. 20 gets you 3. If we get a 25, then maybe we'll feel generous with a 4. But officially, it's 1, 2, 3. All right? Um, except there's a plus or minus 1. There's a plus or minus 1 to that effect that is 100% the role-playing discretion of the person playing each of the panel members. Okay, so the role, the role will determine if it moves one, two, or three. Oh my god, butters, shush, stop, stop. Yeah, I changed the disposition of that yeah. dog. So, butters, there it was. Yeah, so one, two, or three, but it's plus or minus one. And here's the way it works. When you make your argument, you pick one specific, uh, you're picking one specific tribunal member that you are targeting with this role to change their disposition. Everyone else though, all of the other tribunal members effectively get modified zero, which still includes the plus or minus one. Okay, does that make <laughs> okay. sense? So let's do it a quick example. Mock, let's start with pubis. Pubis makes a big um, argument that is uh, very role-playing convincing. Um, he targets Florian, he's gonna roll, he gets yeah. a 15, he gets a lucky 15. Um, that would move it down by two, except Kevin makes the decision of, was this argument that was presented, did it particularly resonate with Florian for or against Mock's case? The default is zero. The default is you don't add or you don't plus or minus the one, right? The default is if it's just kind of in, in an average case, you, you wouldn't do it. But look at everything about who your character is both what's written down on that paper and what we will build and add on to it, okay? And you will tell us, I'm, I'm adding one to that or I'm subtracting one from that, okay? Make this hard for Eric. Make this hard for Luke, right? But don't do it where you're like, oh, you know, it's just always zero, right? Use those pluses and minuses. Use them all the time. That's the fun of this whole setup, okay? So you target, he targets Florian and he gets the two and then Kevin gets to decide if it's actually uh, a one, a two, or a three, right? Yeah. But the other three panel members also get to decide 
did their disposition stay the same, or did it go up just a tad, or down just a tad? So when when Pubis is making this case to Florian, he might do it in such a way that Mercy uh, doesn't really like, and her disposition goes up, okay? So what you say and how you try to convince these different people will matter because of the players making decisions about their character. Now, here's the one little thing that I'd like to add to that. I will encourage, and I will do it too, whenever any panel member says that they are uh, that they are adding a, a plus or minus, we can call a challenge. And all the challenge means is, it shouldn't even be called challenge, but I, I challenge, I like it. Uh, it's called a challenge. It means explain it. Add something to your character, to your panel member, that becomes true. We're going to add it to the notes that are visible in the, uh, in the game so that everyone can access it. Uh, and it becomes, and it is known to everyone. For whatever reason, the explanation is both known to Pubis and Mock. I want to give Eric and Luke plenty of levers to pull on. So when Dan says, yeah, you know what? He responds really well to that. You might go, tell us why. Because not, it's, not, it's not immediately obvious to me. It might be obvious because of the way we're playing these characters, right? But if it's ever not obvious, we'll just be like, add something in. What's the, what's the thing that is bugging this character? And we make it more explicit because then it's something that these characters can pull on. Okay? It takes a lot I, to explain I, it verbally, but it's fairly straightforward, I, I, I think. My, my gut reaction is if someone's ever going to move their disposition, I would love a sentence about it. And I don't want to over bog things down. Yes. But I would prefer if anyone's doing that rather than, I mean, maybe maybe I'm not understanding your challenge mechanic, but I would love everyone to speak if they're going to move the disposition. <laughs> um, that's actually a good point. There's no reason that you wouldn't explain why it resonates or doesn't resonate or, or whatever it is. Uh, quickly. Pub, pub, publicly speak or privately, like out of, out of context speak? It could be a combination, but I would expect most of the time it's just an explanation. Um, sure. rather, but but if you feel like you want to say something as part of it, please could do that too. RP, right? Yeah. The bench. More RP. I feel better. like the, the different parts of their descriptions too can be good. Like you know mm-hmm. things like if I say minus one, it's like well I'm slow to trust people. So mm-hmm. I think those are good good uh, cues to go. Those on. are exactly yeah. Those are exactly what those are there for to uh, to drop on them. This is also why Mock is aware of these facts about the guys. So you've got, you you know what they are like, so use it. But then um, you can also just say, you know, I had a puppy that I loved deeply and it died when I was a child. And because of that, I'm giving you a minus one. And that's now a thing on the card or something <laughs> like that. I think that's like what a, you were also like saying, Greg, by understanding you. These mushrooms you modify these characters is what you're saying? Yes, yes. I'm saying go ahead and bring in fully new things. If it makes a whole case and you're like, it doesn't really apply to my guy in any way, but I'd like it to, then please like add, add something. Sounds like we're like adding an aspect kind of thing. You're kind of adding yeah. an aspect. And if you're adding an aspect that's kind of biased against uh, Eric or biased against Pubis, that's fine. This is role playing. Make it up, make Pubis. it fun, make it exciting, make it dramatic. That's that's the requirement, right? I don't like dwarves. Um, I feel, I feel <laughs> so like I don't like Idaho, my character. On, on, under jury uh, today, uh, I, I have all, all aspects of me and my character and my essence. <laughs> put before you for consideration this day so that's the um that's the role mechanics oh oh so pubis puts forward his argument what happens then is mock gets to respond to it it's the it's the cross-examination so to speak your argument could be bringing somebody in to the room it could be a character witness it could be making a case um so we got all of that right um so then, after Pubis, Mock gets a chance to make a counter-argument, um, and it's got to be related to what Pubis had brought up, 
then it's Mach's chance to make his own argument. And then Pubis will respond. Uh, and those responses get a role as well. So if you bring up oh, a topic the that the other person can respond to very effectively, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't go so well for you overall. Okay. So each, so there might be an extra role if the response. E, for each the argument, there will be two roles. The person okay. presenting the argument and then the other person gets to then do their, they get to do their counter argument, right? Is there a set number of arguments? Yes, and that's where I'm fuzzy because that's the hardest part is to figure out how many to do. This is actually balanced to be a tug of war. So the number, um, it's a tug of war with a slight advantage to Mach because Mach's got better skills. Um, and there's one other mechanic that I'm going to bring in in a second. So the longer we go, the more it kind of goes to Mach and the shorter we go, the more it stays in the middle. Um, I want it to be enough that it's fun, but this I have no clue how long one argument is going to take in real life time. So I'm a little loath to give a number that ends up being like, wait, that would take four <laughs> sessions to do, and we, none of us want that. Um, but I also don't... Because, I don't, because so, it's Luke and Eric. So I honestly, honestly kind of want to play it by ear. The D&D has all the power, but the second most powerful group are the judges and juries. Like, if the four of you say, we've heard enough, uh, you could RP this to be done. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, right? Like, this is in some way your show too, right? Is there any desire to have a uh, timer or an argument timer? Not. I don't. I don't think so. Time. Out of the gate, but I think. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a that would be interesting. Um, perhaps maybe to add. one maybe of the on tribunal members will request one. Maybe so. Maybe on day two. Um, <laughs> the uh, next thing. Oh, he has no water. No wonder he's sad. Be right back. Put some uh, plexiglass between everybody for social distancing. Yeah, it's COVID. Really shouldn't be doing this all in the same room indoors. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so two other things. Uh, there will be time uh, in between the days for who knows what. Um, and rendezvous. Send and out Johnny Sausalito to knife someone who's not on our side. <laughs> <laughs> Old Johnny Spotsalito. That's right. That's right. Alas, there are only three tribunal members left. Florian. Leaning towards us. Florian's definitely the one getting stabbed. It was like a blackmailed politician, too, wasn't it? Like, it was like someone who already was having a bad time. We set up a blackmailed politician to be killed by the... the the vampires. Something oh, like that. Anyway, I want to. Uh, I'm going to keep it here. So, the other mechanics is um, uh, mock. Oh, oh, the disposition. So, if you look at the health bars for our panel members, that's Ooh. their disposition. Okay, yeah. I'm using their hit points. The number range from. I'm using their hit points because yeah. it's convenient. Um, and so it's out of 10. I wish you could see the value. That's actually kind of important. It's like, even double, double, double well, I'm, I'm telling you, double click on the thing and you can, yeah, as a. Oh, yeah. I just wish it was okay. easier to see it. Right uh, there. When, you, when you say double click, what do you mean? Does it not work uh, unless you own it? It works on the one, one I yeah. own. Yeah, I can't yeah. see numbers How do you move the screen color. up and down? I have a fixed screen and I can right click and you drag. Right click and drag. If I just want to like look up and move the entire map up and down, all I can do is yeah. okay. Yeah, right and then click. You can scroll in and out. Pans and then mouse wheel. Yeah. 
Um, two, can I make two fingers on the pad and drag if you're using the touchpad? Greg, we could always oh, just do a you. little janky, write a number on the map next to it as well. That is always a possibility. Needed. I could just also make all of you own all of them. Maybe that'll fix it. Yep. Because then you can right click and see them. Okay, so here's the thing. Five is right in the middle. Ten is the most. Zero is the minimum. Um, and that way five is uh, you know, oddly in the middle. Um, here's the thing. Nine and ten. That's a forced vote positive. Zero and one. That's a forced vote negative. Anywhere in between there. Anywhere between two and seven means when it comes time for the final vote, role player's discretion. Vote based on the final arguments on the final day or a combination, okay? But if you get it to nine or 10, it's locked. Then then it's like, it guarantees that uh, disposition, but it can still move back down. It's just, that's where you want it to be on the at the end, right? Okay, so uh, one last thing, mock is bringing quite an offering to this uh, tribunal as part of this. Each role that Mach was able to put into the crown by working together with his allies, both near and far, pouring a part of him, his very self into this creation in multiple meanings of the words, means essentially you get what is effectively like a portent. Ooh. Use it to replace a roll once per day, once per day of the tribunal. So that's how I'm gonna do it based on, uh... yeah. And so they're gonna be three arguments each day. It's the number of days that I'm not certain about. So let's get okay. through one day and then I can figure it out. Okay. Gotcha. And the problem with, yeah, I wanna let you use every roll that went into the crown, but if it's a very no, small I... number of rolls then it breaks it. So that's how it is. And so I, I get to replace a roll after I make it? Uh, no, before you before you roll, you can decide. I just oh, I just I just decide this is the roll. Yeah. Okay. And is it the total number or the 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 d twenty roll that? The I'm total making? number that you got becomes the total number on your roll here, and we have a document that is there. Um, if you guys want to read the descriptions of these characters, this isn't like the best way to do it. If you click on the bookmark icon on the very left side of the screen, the journal notes icon, it should op it should show the journal icons for each of these people. Does that work or do you see them at all? I just opened it in another window from Slack. Okay, but that's not what I'm asking. Does When you uh, click the journal not, icon, do you see the journal books? Okay, then it's, that doesn't work, then we're not going to worry about it. What journal icon? Do you have a bookmark icon under underneath, like the, the basic pencil? controls and whatever you see? Is the pencil like the on the far left screen? We're like happens, person yeah. measuring, the, drawing, the, and then there's little. To, to me, the bar uh, the bookmarks, notes. the bookmarks sub items are a selector thing and like a purple map. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you have the bookmark tool, but you don't see books above each of the tribunal people. Toggle yeah. notes display. That's accurate. No. You're accurate, Greg. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how this feature works or what it's for. I thought it would allow you to. Let's just have it. Water, open. Yeah, Waterdeep is full of bureaucracy. I'm not going to so. worry about it. So we'll uh, we'll move forward on. Uh, we'll move forward on it. Okay. Is everything clear? One, one last quick question. Yeah. When when you're selecting the person that you're addressing in these arguments, is that is there is there any RP implications? Are are are, are we at every time just addressing the the crowd, or is there some RP where like 
I'm talking to you? Um, or is that simply mechanical? Um, my thought is that it's simply mechanical. So it could represent trying to, yeah. it, it kind of represents I, appealing to a particular person, but it was mostly just to make the numbers work. I like that because, I mean, if strategically it makes sense to keep talking to the same person, I wouldn't want, like, the other people to feel like, oh, why does he keep ignoring me? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, by the, by the tribunal rules, you're not, like, addressing one person. You're talking to Thank all you. of them. There, you're talking to a... the jury, but you're trying to, like, you know, there's that one lady that's who you think might be sympathetic to you. Yeah. Right, that, that's, that's what I was asking. That makes sense. Thank you. I've got a mother who looks just like okay. me. Okay. Uh, looks like all of you. So that's, twelve mothers. That's all of the explanation. Uh, and we'll continue next week on Thursday night. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how it all goes. Um, let's get some good. What, what, what's the right mood of music for this kind of scene? I'm having trouble figuring out. Victorian aristocratic, like very pretentious classical, like Mozart. Things like that, like a very stuffy, like a fancy ballroom formal, style. Fancy, I don't know, man. These are like. These are just such. These are lords. The Self-important. These are movers and shakers of society. That's the Lionel theme song on loop. That's very open for other suggestions. <laughs> or maybe just the movie of To Kill a Mockingbird going on in the background. Mm -hmm. No, see that one's not right. If we do introduce a witness, how do we role-play the witness? Just like John. Be the, Hello, be John. The I'll just be the witness. Um. If you're bringing, if you're bringing in, uh, if you're bringing in a witness, it is still uh, your character that needs to do most of the talking, and you can explain who this person is and kind of the point, and I'll uh, I'll play them. Okay, perfect. Um, and Bairn is present yeah. here, and I expect him to be a part of Mock's side. Um, yeah. However, it makes sense. What I don't expect is that you end up just getting to roll with advantage on every time because you've right. got a buddy standing yeah. next to you. Mechanically, we don't want it to be that way. Um, I, that's honestly, a, it's yeah. honestly, a, I didn't solve that. Um, I, if I'm pretty chill and just here for emotional support, I will still have a great week. Don't then worry about that. Let's assume that's the default, but if Mock, you know, if Mock is going to make a particular argument where Baron's expertise Absolutely. and Baron is a, a clear match for being able to aid in this, then... Or a character witness, or if yeah. you want something like Ooh. that, I'm here. I want Baron's presence to be a uh, uh, a valuable <laughs> asset uh, that can be used, uh, but is not just you know advantage. At the very least, you got a big cleric of Morden, you know, right next to you, looking all fine and proper, which helps a little bit. Baron's first first witness is the divine weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to call Morden to the stand. Uh, okay, so I was still <laughs> trying to find a. But we have to just did. Baron. I offer this fireball in support of my. <laughs> I knew I had you here for a reason, cousin. You have never let me down. No, so you, you put Morden on the stand by asking Baron to ask questions, and then Baron says, "Yeah, Morden totally agrees. Morden thinks you should get your shop back." You're just like leaning back with the feet up. Yeah, Morden. Uh... Isn't it true that uh, no one here likes you? Should get a foot rub. Let's see. Oh, that could work. I know it's not what Eric was saying at all, but I don't think I have something that's like that. I, I'm just spitballing, dude. Like, whatever's good's good. I mean, I, of course, have to reload this, song because I'm not hearing anything. This well, hang on. Quieter. It's much quieter. I'm, I'm this, figuring this out. This is the, the what? Oh. What'd you say, Kevin? 
He said it's quieter. Oh, it's quieter. It's quieter. Oh my god, they don't make it terribly easy to find the playing track, surprisingly. Tension. Suspense. Oh, do you see that? Do you see the folder it's playing from? Uh, in music, I had to click where it said tension, comma, suspense. There's a little carrot next to it, and then I can... Oh, yeah, then it says city, dark, abandoned. But I see oh. you turning it up and down. Oh, yeah, so no one else should ever adjust that. You adjust the master <laughs> volume for yourself. You adjust global to yeah. affect yes. your local. Yes. Yes. Know. Every time. Yeah. 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 I think we all feel the same way about that one. Moving on. The global, very individual uh, controls. Please. The global controls that affect you only. Um, okay. Are we ready? Fucking I'm ready. Executioner movie music. Thanks, guys. Love <laughs> you best all. I had. You. <laughs> Mark, you're on trial for murder. <laughs> like, what? what was I charging? <laughs> I'm here to uh, get my business license back. Great, love it. I'd like to call the remaining goblins of the Sunless Citadel to the stand. (laughs) (laughs) He killed them all. What was the name of that bandit camp? Oh, God. We deny all of your requests and hereby charge you with treason. (laughs) Random Deepa Mascari on the stand. Uh, Yeah, they're murderers. (laughs) Mock walks into the, what do you call this? The tribunal chambers. Courtroom. This is a... What Mock is walking into right now is a type of kind of like a courtroom. Uh, It is a courtroom. The tribunal chambers. Mock is walking into a multi-guild tribunal. This is a this is a structure that uh, uh, that almost all uh, that almost all of the guilds have a kind of intertwined agreement um, to use such a structure for resolving certain matters that span uh, span multiple guilds. It is a rotating um, it is a rotating group of who currently sits on the tribunal panel, as it only represents a small number of the much larger number of guilds in Waterdeep and somewhat reflects um, guilds current standing stature power amongst the uh, you know the inter inter guild relationships um, there so these four members of different guilds are seated at the judge's table at the far end of the room as Mock walks in the room is otherwise empty Mock walks in, has a seat. And then coming out from a room on the side is none other than Mock's old business associate, Pubis. Pubis Stoneshaft? Stoneshaft. The dwarf (laughs) Pubis Stoneshaft walks into the room. Luke? Greetings, lords. Thank you for taking time to hear this uh, plea from my good friend and former associate, Mock. I look forward to hearing his humble statements of attrition and to present a, a modest case for myself to provide some perspective on some of his statements. Uh, Sam. Sammy. 
Uh, what is, at, just so I'm clear, uh, what are the stakes for Pubis if Mott gets his thing? Uh, well, right now, Pubis has uh, ownership of the, uh, has ownership of, of uh, Hawk's regalia. Um, mm-hmm. There's sort of two layers of what Mock is going for here. Uh, oh, 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 I forgot to say the most important thing. At the end, there's a vote. Um, and you need three quarters. You need three oh. quarters for either side to win. Three out of four. Okay. If it falls to a split, it goes to an entirely different challenge. It goes to uh, it goes to a matter controlled by the guild <laughs> that the uh, person on trial is most associated with. That would be the gem cutters. Um, well, I can't remember the full name of it, but the guild that that Mock was more directly of, and it would come down to a competition, a competition of trade Ooh. skills, is what it would come to in the event of a tie. It would of come a to hung a, stone shaft. It would be a craft off um, mm. if, it, if it is a hung jury. So there are four members on the panel that is designed intentionally by this guild thing. It's essentially if a multi-guild conglomerate can you know, get three quarters majority, then all guilds have agreed to go with it. But if it's deadlocked, if it's two and two, then the specific guild gets to do it their own way. This has become not all the guilds like how all the guilds do it their own way. So this is a way of like providing a layer where they can, you know, have some consistency, but it still falls okay. back to the guild. So, so at what, risk is if Mock gets his stuff, he wins his case, his argument, then all his property reverts back to him? Um, Mock would like to clear his name and would like to uh, uh, and would like his honor restored and what you Eric did you have something to say yeah I, I, I can I can help with that which Go is for basically the, the penalty was this Mock was stripped of his ability to operate he's no longer a guild member at all he is banned for life from being in the guild so entrance to the guild again allows him to once again craft as a member of Waterdeep's crafting network which as we know from you know including the context Greg gave us today is uh Again, it's, it's a vibrant economy. So being back in the guild is is one, and then second, you know, the the rights of this of of uh, of his of his his building, his employees, and all of his merchandise were taken from him. Um, and what's unclear here is what restitution means, right? If he pays restitution, what was represented to him as this fifty thousand gold is like. That's how you get back in standing and get your shit back. The question is, is is it as simple as that is why we're at trial here. Um, So Mock might reclaim everything or nothing. And or somewhere in between where he gets the right to operate in the city again, but doesn't get any of his old property back. Yeah, we let's back backtrack a couple months of the story. Right. The reason why Mock went and crafted the crown is because he suspected that it wasn't showing up to the DMV and paying a parking ticket. Right, um, that in fact this price was meant to in fact block him in perpetuity. So him kind of saying by the law, here's the money, like give it back to me, um, is maybe what what was written that day, but it's not in fact an enforceable law. So mock coming and kind of asking the tribunal to hold to the terms of the deal can be seen as I think arrogant, right? Um, there is clearly some intention here to punish Mach heavily beyond that. Um, but I would say that in in giving Mach back everything that he wants, the tribunal members are upholding what was said, but maybe not what was intended. 
And by denying him everything, they're actually upholding what was intended and not what was said. So there's kind of this opportunity for people to withhold the letter of the law or the spirit in some and ways. He, and he is offering the crown that he has crafted, his masterpiece, <clears throat> to give to the, the guild conglomerate. Is that right? Unless Greg had it otherwise, the crown has not been spoken of at all. It is a okay. non-element in the story. Non That's okay. correct. The crown is in Mock's possession and unpresented at this time. So, so, so as far as the tribunals under is, as far as the tribunal understands, he still has an unpaid fifty thousand dollar parking ticket. That's right. It's like you show up to the DMV to pay your pay your fee, and they're. Like, I, I imagine it's something like this. Mock's like. Hey, I'm, I, remember me? I'm here to pay off my gold. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Show up in court this date and we'll hear what you have to say. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. And so for Mock, it's potentially getting all his property back and also operating in the city again. And for Cubis, it's the, you know, losing all of this material and property that he gained through Mock's loss uh, when it's reverted back to him. And we have also... I would, say, I would say this too. If Mock enters... Mock is a direct competitor with Pubis, you know, who's <laughs> now in the same business and someone of renown. And I don't know how Pubis views it, but potentially better skill. So to make sure we well establish what the stakes of this contest are. Yep. Thank you. What's uh, Mock's last name again? Uh, Fohammer. Fohammer. Allegedly. Right. Mr. Fohammer. All right. All righty. The moderator, who I forgot to consider, is a human man, tall, slender, very thin mustache that's waxed and goes out in a straight line. He looks at Florian and goes, huh. He says, let the tribunal begin as is customary. The uh, the incumbent, so to speak, the shall present. Wait, actually, that doesn't make any sense because otherwise we don't have the context of why we're here. Fine. The let he who is presenting arguments step forward and present the first arguments. He says, and then he steps into the back and fades into the shadows since he is not a part of this. Mock is up first. This is you presenting, you know, opening up the case here. As the, the moderator is giving his customary introduction to these proceedings, Mock turns to Baron, kind of, you know, beneath the bench, si sidebar here, and just says, Cousin. I appreciate you coming all this bloody way here to stand with me on this day. I needed you here. And you standing, you putting your reputation on a dwarf like me. Yeah, of such low reputation. Having to face for crimes of past, of the past. It, it means the world. Uh, and moreover, I'll say that I've learned aught. And whether, whether or not... I am able to reclaim my goods this day. As long as I'm here to, as long as I can, can clear some of my shame and regain my honor, I think that's what's most important. I may not have even said it a week ago, but I appreciate you being here to help me with it. 
Always to be here with you, cousin. And I agree. Clearing your name and your honor is the most important thing. Goods can always be repurchased or reacquired. All right. Let's let's have this. And he steps forward. Choosing to address Mercy Mercy Cindershield first of the group. And he says, What have you to say, Mr. Fohammer? Uh, well, sorry, mechanically he chooses Mercy, but he's addressing the tribunal. Um, and he says, uh, Good, good guild masters, thank you for hearing my, uh, my case here today. I've come to pay the fine that debt leveraged on me 40 years ago for crimes that I committed in this town. And it's it's for my love of Waterdeep and my deep desire to craft once again amongst you that, that I have worked so hard to be able to stand here today. I assure you that this is the first time that I've drawn breath where I had some 50,000 gold coin to offer in repayment to that debt it has been a long road. But I am here, I am here to bring swift resolution to this, these proceedings. Uh, I don't intend that my, my deeds, my criminal, my crimes of the past be a burden on, on this city or, or those loved ones of mine turning back to regard Baron any longer than need be. I, uh, and he, he gestures to, uh, Pubis and he says, my associate who has paid me kind compliments, uh, is a man who has worked amongst you since the time of my departure. And I'm not here to seek any sort of ill upon him. I don't think it's fair for him to be stripped of all of his work and livelihood this day as I was those many years ago. And so I look for a, a, a fair resolution to this. What may give me means to work amongst you and perhaps reclaim that that of my former goods to, to set me up on my new way. And he looks then kind of specifically at Laura Bromwood saying, uh, a treasured companion of mine, an elf named Scrimcord once advise me to seek that which I need more so than that which I want. And it's advice that has stayed with me. And uh, yeah, for this, I, I, I come to seek your approval to repay my debt and reclaim some of my property to resume my business here in the, in the city of Waterdeep. If the panel has any questions they should levy it now please keep your questions brief we have a lot of arguments to go through uh what reasoning do you have for the person who you are claiming has taken all that you worked for to leave them their possessions where is my water bailiff can we get this water carafe filled up Pronto. 
I'm assuming there's a bailiff. <laughs> there is now. <clears throat> you made a bailiff exist. Where Laura's, no bailiff existed before. Laura's tall glass in front of her is empty, and she immediately pours another and begins drinking as she motions to uh, to mock to answer her question. <laughs> You're asking me what's the prop what's the appropriate term? Let's agree on it. Your grace, master, <clears throat> what do you guys want? What do you guys want? What would make y'all happy? Are we guild masters basically? What do you want to be? I would like to be yeah. Guildmaster yeah. Bromwood is what I am called <laughs> by my co-workers, my and subordinates, <laughs> my husband, and my children. <laughs> Good night, Guildmaster Bromwood. Guildmaster Bromwood. Good when my Guild. lover embraces me in the dark of the night, he calls me Guildmaster, Guildmaster Bromwood. <laughs> Mm. I earned that and title nothing less. with the correct respects. If I understand your question, uh, you're asking uh, under what reasoning do I ask or do I lay claim to any of those former possessions that were once mine? My question is if these are yours let me form this <clears throat> If you deserve to have these back, why are you not asking to take them from Master Pubis? It sounds like Whoa. you were out of character. It sounds like you were saying that you were not asking to take your possessions back. Is that right? Uh, no, to, to, I was basically saying I, I was basically saying like Pubis doesn't deserve to be stripped of every, everything like I was. So okay, I'm then, asking for some. Let me frame that, frame it then, first question. <clears throat> Why do you feel that pubis should not be stripped of everything? I know what it feels like. This happened to me in this very spot 40 years ago. I think all of my learnings these past years is to consider some more of the consequences to others. Uh, pubis has worked as a guild master or as a guild member in good standing these years, and he he deserves compensation for that. Laura gives a motion as if having heard the answer, not satisfied, heard it. And she looks to her fellow guild masters. Did Laura ever get that water? Yes, the water, the water she, came she swiftly. Didn't... And she slams the empty glass down and says, Bailiff, can we get a larger carafe, please? Thirsty Mercy's drinking here. tea, but she does not offer anyone else any tea. <clears throat> she's brought her own tea set. She's she's in it for the long haul, but she doesn't share any of her things with her. Uh, right, Florian uh, raises a uh, hand and then lowers it for a moment and then raises it again. Uh, lowers it and then raises it. For uh, God's sake! Florin, just speak. Florin. <laughs> uh, my my father served on this tribunal forty years ago, when uh, 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 Master, I mean Mister Fohammer, came before. Uh, if if my father, my esteemed father, set uh, the price at fifty thousand gold, oh, what is even the purpose of this tribunal here? Uh, 
Unless the other masters truly think it is uh, necessary, then of course it is. Uh, but uh, uh, Master Fullhammer, uh, or Mister Mister Fullhammer, and uh, Master Stone Shaft. Uh, other than paying the fine here, what what else do you wish to of this council? Mark says, um, uh, "Thank you, Florian, for." Uh, revisiting that that sentence forty years ago, from your father, you you carry the torch, of well. Uh, my understanding would be that, if I pay the fifty thousand gold fine that was levied upon me, that I might reclaim good standing, and that I might reclaim those properties stripped from me that day. Am I to understand that? The council is of the mindset to do so. And he kind of regards the whole council. That remains to be seen, Mr. Fohammer. Of course, Master Cinderfield. Ah, uh, I am grateful for the audience. Not so simple in my... <clears throat> not so simple in my book, personally. Mercy Cindershield, uh, she goes. She has like a large steamer trunk that she brought with her, with basically everything she needs for uh, everything she needs. And you Pictures see her like her after, children. you know, as if to symbolize that she realizes this is going to take a long time. She pulls out a nice blanket from her steamer trunk and makes herself very comfortable. We were supposed to bring blankets. Oh. Uh, no, no further questions at this time. Uh, then I'm going to be swift to cut off questions, so we're not asking everyone every single time. Every time, yeah. so we'll just uh, uh, just move on um, to the roll. So, uh, is Mark has to this moment for 40 years. He's using the highest roll that the crown will allow him to invoke. Has he? Has he brought forward the crown? I didn't say not. you had to. I didn't say you had to. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and can can rework things if that's the case, but he is not. <laughs> um, is he wearing the crown? The crown is more than a physical thing. The crown <laughs> is the process it took to create it. The crown is uh, the crown is the place Mock had to get to to even attempt it. The crown, the successes, the roles in the crown represent more than just a physical presentation of an object. So by all means, take your crown roll. I will. Uh, I can pull up the thing here. Can I pee in like 60 seconds? I'm just yeah, yeah. You can pee I mean, right now because you're you up it, in a moment. But... <laughs> uh, there's the, um, there are your rolls. So you, got a, you, have a, you have a 32 on Grumbar's beat keeping. Yeah, I, I, ha I had to go big Grumbar out the gate, just like it's mock, <laughs> it's mock style, and, and like I said, look, look, he's just to be even standing here. Never thought he'd be, never thought he'd be. So he, he, he's putting everything into the opener, and I'll say too that as as the he delivers these arguments, he begins to study each one of the tribunal members. For say at least a minute, look into what into their souls, <laughs> and as he does, he feels himself drawing within himself, and finds himself standing on top of a giant mountain, 
But this mountain is partially uncovered, and the spire of emerald stone shoots from the top, and Mok is standing right along that spire. This is the emerald spire that has once again been covered from the ritual of soul forging. And Mok lays his hand on the top of that spire, standing atop that mount, and he feels the energy of his own soul power him as he looks within your own souls in a strange ability that has that that has he has had access to for quite some time. <laughs> what? Does he learn anything extra about each of these guild members that maybe they'd like to offer? You're muted, Sam. <laughs> Any fighter levels, perhaps? I think the spirit of this interaction is we're not going to buy the book. <laughs> I have, I have more details planned for Lura, and actually, I should just offer it now because I think we've talked about storytelling and trying to go overly subtle is just silly, and this isn't a Lura story. I would definitely say that. And, and the idea here is for Eric Yet. and Eric and Luke get to, to get to try to play off these things. So introducing more is uh, good to Aaron. If you guys Lura. want to hang for Luke, I don't want to. I want to help him with his story That's too. Fair. I don't know if, if it um, we want to sit for just thirty seconds. Your call. When Eric loses this whole thing by one roll at the very end, it's because he's going to say honorable. He gave Luke a fair chance to hear the same information. Look, you guys don't think I have more endings than Chrono Trigger planned in my head? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll just I'll just provide. So one one little detail. Lura uh is an alcoholic, but as someone who hasn't touched alcohol in 15 years is always an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. Nice. Uh, nice. Drinks water a lot. Yeah. A, a lot. lot. She has to take lots of bathroom breaks during this. That <laughs> will come up. <laughs> All right, Luke. Florian. We have learned that Lura is a recovering alcoholic, 15 years sober. Hmm. Florian hmm. is very preoccupied with the failing health of his father. Perhaps his mind is not entirely on what's happening here. Yeah. Um, Mock actually reminds Godrum of his son, <laughs> who has never never been able to like make as much of himself as mock has and mock did it and lost it so he's he's just seeing like a superimposed version of his failure son's face uh. every time mock talks gross <laughs> uh, mercy uh, uh she is the uh She's the guildmaster of the uh, Potter's Guild. And you see some of the things that she's brought with her in her steamer trunk is a very elaborate tea set. And each of those, you know, a lot of her belongings don't have flourishes. They're very, you know, pragmatic. They're very simple. Like, they're very well made. But, you know, if the, if the, the tea kettle is meant to pour tea, that's all it does. It's not meant to... Uh, <laughs> it does not strain know, the tea does not strain the teeth doesn't it's not meant to amaze people it's very simple very you know practical because she likes things that are very direct and simple for her the guild um, of unitaskers 
The unitasker. <laughs> the unitasker killed. Unibrow's on every one. We don't build anything that can be used for two things. Just one brow. The second they Sorry. find a second thing they can do with it, they just throw they it. They have in the to trash. change the design. <laughs> she has no problem with the idea of making newer, newer things. But I think you get, a lot of her uh, her artistry and her that her simple elegance is worn on her sleeve. So you can see that all she carries that every all of that stuff with her, and it's you know. But you can tell she's willing to listen to you. It's just going to take a lot of time to, because okay. she's very comfortable right now in her chair, and she's you know she's paying attention. Got a blanket. Do you got a blanket? Very cozy. A blanket to a chunky mitts. Mock has like a character <laughs> ability where he can, you know, size up his enemies and get some more in- insight, and so he kind of evoked that and just like we just went around and circle got got one more little tidbit from each of the the, the tribunal artists. I would say that Luke knows those facts, but Peewis maybe doesn't. Up to you. Up to you how to play it. Oh, oh, you're saying I may not know the background of these judges walking into no, this? No, 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 no. Just, just this latest thing. But I had Got said it. earlier that, I mean, yeah, you know, alcoholic, scratch that, man, scratch that. Oh, son. Not, I didn't say that. You, you and Pubis know all this. Just Pu- a little more information. Pubis has been here in town with these people for, for decades. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a bad distinction to make. Pubis poisoned right. so, Lorian's father and got Lura alcoholic and escapes so, Mercy's tea. And so Eric's role is thirty-two for this particular uh, particular result. If it's over thirty, let's give it a four. Um, okay. So who were you targeting? Mercy. It's Mercy. It was Mercy. So Ooh. what this means is is that Mercy's disposition goes up by four. Or five, or three, depending on uh, Kalen's discretion, and all of the rest of you goes up one or down My one, discretion? or stays the same. Yes. Oh. Kevin, yeah, you get to yeah, charge, yeah. pump the brakes, or let it ride. Yeah, yeah so it's not mercy. That's that's how this I'm works. I'm not mercy. Oh, I'm Kevin, sorry. Kevin. That was my mistake. <laughs> Can we do a simultaneous? Not Kalen's down? discretion. I should have just said player's discretion. Kevin Kaw. All the rest of the players, each of your discretion for if it's plus one, that, minus one, or zero. And uh Or even yeah. you know. let them and let those frankly, if we don't use those plus one minus ones like at, at the zero points, it it, it it won't come up if you try to save it for when it's picture perfect. So mm-hmm. let them let them fly, let them shift. We want their dispositions to be moving up and down constantly as as people take different approaches. So <laughs> Let's start with uh, Kevin Kaw. What's it going to be? Oh, um, want to do the one, two, three? Uh, yeah, I, I think we should commit right away. Oh, 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 oh. if it's one, two, uh, three, and then a blind vote. Yeah. Oh, you mean if it was for so, them, uh, up, up, down, or, or, or neutral? Down. That's a good way of doing it quickly. Wait, do I go? For, or do we all do it at the same time? Everyone's going to put their hand out. Yes, including you, and you're going to go. Thumb Can sideways. Go like a, like a Rose, Sham, Bow, and then. I'm just gonna say one, two, three, go. So uh, it, it, what you're gonna do is thumb sideways, thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, plus one, minus one, neutral. Okay, everyone ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, okay. All right. So we're gonna go to uh, oh, each of these. Get that little explanation. Bar- <laughs> Baron's opinion of mock increased. Um, Baron's like, yeah, you're doing great, brother. Uh, so Kevin, call you were sideways. I was sideways. Yeah. Okay. So 
That means uh, Mercy is going up by four for that insanely high 32 uh, calling upon the, the, the Grumbar. That puts Mercy up to uh, eight currently. Ooh. Okay. Um, Kalen no. uh, with uh, God I Rome. already did mine. You already adjusted yours? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, uh, but we also want the explanation. You did thumbs down. Uh, he looks, he, he, it's, it's really, this one is just a pure, he, he made a snap decision early on here and he's, it's going to have to be like drawn back out of the sewer, his opinion of mock, just because he looks so much like his, his son. Aha. Uh-huh. It's the, the, the reminding him of the sun. Okay. Um, Dan with, uh, Lura. <clears throat> You did a thumbs down for them, uh, and you did not adjust yours. I'm just gonna adjust them because if you can adjust mine for me. That I'm way, that way I'll keep track and won't accidentally do it twice. Um, so, okay. quick, quick, you were down. Was that? Go for it. Yep. Um, uh, she hates fair play. Um, it's an honorable, fair request to uh, not take the stuff back, but uh, Laura thinks that's bullshit. So where's the personal game? Should be demanding where's the, blood. Where's the angle? I don't trust I the man that has no way. If I was in this situation, I'd want to, yeah. And finally, Florian, you did thumbs up. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, father set up this. And I, it's my job to finish it fairly. <laughs> he likes the fair offer. Okay, that is the result. Completing so, his father's job. We are, uh, our dispositions yeah. are uh, going left to right. We have Lura at five, Mercy at eight, uh, Godrum at one, and Florian at six. That's a scale of zero to ten. What's Laura again? Sorry. If uh, Laura is five. Chat, that'd be great. I mean, you can eyeball the bar like it's exactly in the middle because it's ten granularity. It, you sh- it, sh- it should. Get if used you wouldn't to mind just tap it out and put it in after each round, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, I can. It's quite thank you, man. Challenging. Um, yes. So. Mm, um, pubis. You have a chance uh, to uh, present uh, counter arguments, um, or uh, you you have a chance to uh, respond to Mock's argument. So if you remember, you're going to get a chance to present your own argument next. But right now, it's a little weird because you go twice in a row. But so it's argument, rebuttal, argument, rebuttal, argument, yeah. rebuttal, argument. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So this is this is rebuttal, um, and everyone. On the council, you know, yeah. Go ahead, just just do your thing. Uh, esteemed guild masters, thank you for allowing me, a humble member, to uh, present a brief response to my uh, cousin Mark, who I am happy to see after these many many years away. While he has offered a um, an argument to reclaim part of the possessions which this council deemed be removed from him uh, I see no reason no extenuating reason why they should do so not to say that this council in the past has not acknowledged extenuating circumstances but I do not see any evidence Mock has provided of such an extenuating circumstance Rather than paying the fine, which you esteemed guildmasters levied upon him, 
He fled the town, withheld the fight. And in fact, in many other such cases, we have employed the Adventurers Guild to find such miscreants who have abandoned their debt to the city, to find them and, and reclaim this. This is an expensive endeavor, as you all well know. Uh, so not only will this cost us money, ha- has would have cost us money in the past had we endured it, but it casts a shadow upon the judgment of this initial council. Lord Versk, your father himself, passed judgment to put his judgment in question Cast a shadow on other judgments which he may have placed. Mock's trial was uh, efficient, straightforward. Guildmaster Brewbuckle, you were aware of it. It was a simple matter. Uh, it was judged fairly, simply. And unfortunately, the penance has not been paid either with coin or with service to the city. I step back. Oh, we don't have you, Greg. Alrighty, I am. I'm back. Um, quick time for questions. Moving on, uh, Luke. Who uh, in particular uh, are you targeting um, with these arguments for the role for the mechanics? Sake? Lord Versk. Lord ooh, Versk. Ooh, Florian ooh. Gustav Versk ooh. the third. <laughs> the third. Uh, so. I, by the way, Eric, I or I gave everybody ownership of the four council members. I think now, if you just right-click on them, you can see the health. You can see the thing real quick. Got it. Yep. Great. Is that yeah. good enough? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, totally it's, good it's still annoying that you have to click each one to get the number. No, but. no, no. no. I, I just wanted to be able to access it. That's that's all I wanted. Okay, good. So you can. It might do some weird thing when you own more than one token. Sometimes weird stuff happens. Okay, so Luke, if you click on pubis. Okay. Do you see a little bar on the left side of your screen, the top left of your screen that says skills, saves, checks, effects, conditions, utility? I see a little uh, die next to my little dude here. No, in the top left of your screen, in the oh, UI. Yeah. Yeah. I see skills, saves, checks, conditions, got it. Exactly. So if you mouse over skills, okay, uh, I'm there. you can go ahead and give us a persuasion, intimidation, deception. Um, I only gave you stats in those three because I assume I'm gonna go. the only three that would come up. And I, also would, have I would say roll a persuasion on that. Uh, so you you have um, you have inspiration. Inspiration allows you to roll with advantage one time, and then you lose that inspiration. I don't know how we'll do the bouncing effect in this particular. Situation. I think I'll save that for my argument rather than my I reply. I think that is a fair thing to do. So I've clicked on persuasion, and you have rolled a die, and it is a bonus? nine. No bonus. Uh, wait, Bromwood. That wasn't pubis. Oh, that's the wrong person. Did you have pubis selected when you clicked it? Let's go with the roll as we always do. Let's go make the die count. People should listen to my argument now. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to select besides left clicking on pubis. That is how you do it. You had Lura selected. Oh, there is a drop down, a hanger looking drop down. Lura Bromwood is currently selected. Uh, back by skills and saves. I am the selected character yes yeah uh, it doesn't I matter see. we're using your die roll we can we can do it just fine we'll on your next okay. roll we'll figure it out Perfect. you got a nine pubis's bonus is i can open a sheet uh persuasion is three so that is a 12 that is a uh that does move the needle by one plus or minus one as always 
Let's okay. go ahead and do the same thing again. I like that system that uh, whoever suggested that. Uh, so for council members, if you're ready, one, two, oh, three. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Okay. What are the, yes. This is not thumbs up for his argument. This is not saying yes, I like his argument. This is our standing. Has your standing. Our feelings about mock. Just want to make clear on that. Yeah. Have your feelings uh, been adjusted by Pubis's statements? So, thumbs up is Pubis's statement makes me more in favor of Mach, neutral towards Mach, yeah. less in favor Thank of Mach. Thank you. That's just good to clarify. We'll that. always just go up means more disposition towards Mach. Same like scale that the just hit like points that. means. Okay. Yeah. Good clarification. Ready? A one, a two, a three. Go. <laughs> uh, neutral, neutral. Negative, negative. Okay, so I'm seeing on... I wish your pictures were in the same order. I guess I should just go through one by one. Lura was down one. Tell us. It's just a straightforward, honest argument with the information we have at this point. The crown hasn't been played. The money hasn't been played. It's... Yeah. Mock doesn't seem like he has a strong position. Uh, Mercy Cindershield. That was... Uh, you were neutral, so you stay the same. Neutral. Mm -hmm. Godrum, also neutral. Stay the same. Florian went down. So that was one from the roll and an additional one from uh, from Kevin. So he goes down two from six down two. to four. Uh, give us Oof. our explanation, Kevin. I thought I was doing Papa's work as he would want, but no, I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps this pubis is right. He didn't That's know true. my father in his prime. The I lion love. of the Enchanter's Guild. If Florian just the gives inner... the plus one to every single person yes. that makes an argument against him, it will be perfect. Florian <laughs> oh is also role-playing his inner dialogue, which I appreciate. It is. It is. I was playing some uh, Phoenix Wright, attorney at law, and I'm just going full uh, inner dialogue here. Going with it. Amazing. Okay. That was uh, all of them for that. Pumis, you may now present your first Argument before the council today. Puba steps forward. And the moderator uh, steps back into the shadows. Esteemed guild masters, the case before you is very simple. Uh, Mock has presented himself and asked to have his business restored to him and assets restored to him which were placed in my care 50 years ago. In fact, none of those elements of that business still remain. Over the last 50 years, I have, as many of you know, have made heavy investments into Waterdeep. Every shipment of jewels and regalia which I import into our docks is levied and taxed, and that money goes to support our town. In addition, I have worked with many of you to uh, locate valuable trinkets like uh, you, Lord Versk, upon your name day, the baubles that you wore as you uh, took your uh, rightful place as the inheritor of your father's power, uh, Lord, uh, Lord Brewbuckle, uh, Guildmaster Bromwood, Guildmaster Cindershield. My Hawks Emporium regalia has provided uh, many services for all of you including very tricky services. Throughout the 50 years, my stock has changed wholly. Not even a single element 
um, is uh, in place still that was there when Mock left. In fact, I have built his business extraordinarily since he left um, to the benefit of this entire city. I am not on trial here. But to take from me that which I have built puts me on trial. There, this, there cannot be benefit for Mock unless you are taking from me. And I have done nothing to deserve such a penalty after my lengthy investment into this guild. You step back. Do the council ask any questions? Give me, give me just a little bit longer. I feel like no problem. You can always call for a little extra. You know, you're playing a new character, trying to play them right. Hmm. Master Stoneshaft. Mr. Stoneshaft. Master Stoneshaft. Master Stone... Master Stoneshaft. Do you feel that the overall value of Hawk's Regalia has increased, and if so, by what general percentage? Well, our assets have increased generally uh, 50% per year. Most of that being in our spirit imports, which we added late last season, which I know have been a great boon to many in the society. Uh, and all of this was through deft trade partnerships and uh, established customers in our community. Many who were unable to acquire such items without a skilled trader such as myself. So what you're saying is <clears throat> were Mr. Fohammer to take half, let's say, of the original Hawks Regalia, his investment of losing the title would have grown? That assumes his ability to build were the same as mine. However, when he was in charge of Hawk's Regalia, this council was faced with the Monkey Paw Incident, which was a crime, which destroyed uh, our business. And at being an employee of the business at the time, I can tell you his dishonest actions, illegal imports in uh, forbidden items, only caused our business to shrink. Would he still have been in charge? The value would have been zero. As as you know, our laws would have seized many of our existing stock to pay for many of the illegal actions which he would have likely continued to have taken. Were he not stopped by this very council? Um, I, I have a question. Uh, in my my father's, in my experience in my father's business, I have seen uh, occasional conflicts uh, be waved away with the small uh, uh, financial gifts that my father makes uh, towards those who are uh, competing against him or, or threatening the uh, security of the business. Would it not be in the spirit of uh, of Waterdeep, uh, uh, a place we all know, counselors, as a, a land of diversity and uh, brotherhood, to uh, if your business has grown so much, what, what, what would be the 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 the, the terrible price of, of giving some of it back to the one who started it? That is a very fair question, Lord Versk. I'm sure many of you have grown 
Your uh, businesses, your house in particular, has grown in influence and power over the last 50 years. Were you to have lost a half or three quarters of your uh, prominence would have led to the rise of other great houses, shrinking your influence and unseating your father from the place of authority that he stands today. Mr. Stoneshaft, do you expect us to trust that you manage to avoid temptations and dealings with the black market, the same issues that befell Master Mock Fohammer here? Are we to believe that you have kept your hands clean these past decades? Guildmaster Cindershield, thank you for such a clear and important question. The reason why Mock was banished from the city was for illegal, unsavory trading practices. I submit as evidence my own record of the last 50 years. I do not ask you to quickly change your view of me, but simply to reflect on your view of me and my service to the city over the last 50 years and ask yourself, would you be so quickly willing to change your trust for Mock, given the last time he set foot in the city, it was to steal? Hmm. Interesting. Dun dun. <laughs> Alrighty. Closing the questions. Luke, who, who are you? Uh, who are you rolling on? Who you rolling I'm against? rolling on Mercy Cindershield. <laughs> Mercy Cindershield <laughs> will bear the brunt of this roll and go ahead and give us a persuasion check. Is what it sounded to me. So left click on pubis. Make sure you get the uh, orange box around pubis. And then, okay, I'm uh, clicking on pubis, but pubis does not seem to light up. Oh, um, oh, um, pubis I pubis is unowned. My... Luke is marked as the owner. Mm-hmm. But what's weird mm-hmm. is, oh, see, I yeah. next I to skills saves oh, checks commission oh, utility. There's a hanger, and the hanger says Lura Bromwood. Greg hasn't submitted the application to the ownership guild. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky process. Yeah, um, really gotta. I are black market. I can roll it for you, but I don't. uh, (laughs) I I, I want. I want you to get to click the thing. He could type in one d twenty plus three or whatever. That he's still rolling. Yeah, it's so weird that he's not um, pubis. There, can you now? Pubis. Okay, if I click pubis. Now does it work? Not selecting. I can't actually select any of the characters. Uh, what tool do you have in the very top left? In the very top left, very, very I have uh, pencil. Yeah, which one is uh, orange right now? Orange right now. I have two that are orange. I have the little square one, which I think selects a, a, yeah. uh, a territory. What's... And then, and to the left of that, I have basic control selected. Okay, so you are in the right mode. Okay, let's just have let's just uh, someone else roll it, or you can just type it in manually. Just, just slash yeah slash roll slash roll one d twenty plus five. Type in one d twenty plus five. five. 20. Any spaces? Or oh, no plus spaces? three, plus three, plus three. Plus three. He's trying to just give him, you know, a little extra. Oh! Good roll. That's a pretty good roll. That's a two. That's a, uh, that'll move the disposition by two. 
plus or minus one. So here we go. All council members, you ready to give your thumb up, thumb down, thumb middle? One, two, three, show it. I'm seeing side, side, down, up. Okay. Lura. That got the secret code. Lura Bromwood <laughs> is going down Excellent. by one. So that's against Mock. Go ahead and uh, tell us what you got. Um, <clears throat> she, she wants to see some loophole. Uh, want some, some tricky bylaw taken advantage of. Right now, this just looks like a a boring a boring case um yeah i won't expand on it anymore it's just doesn't see phil hammers mercy cinder shield was uh oh that was the the minus uh minus two and then you did neutral i did neutral mercy did neutral mercy did neutral so it goes down to minus two so mercy is now down to six godrum you stayed neutral on that one. And then Florian went up towards Mock. Oh, I want to be taken seriously in this council. This master... Master... Master Stoneshaft continues to talk about my father and mentioned my naming day. I am not some child. <laughs> yes. I have a mustache! I have a mustache. That's hilarious. <laughs> A glorious mustache. <laughs> He's especially like subconscious father. because everyone else in this chamber has lived for like a hundred years. <laughs> oh my God, He's like a so child right. sitting at the table. Having the, human, having the human be the imposter syndrome is just the racial... It encompasses the truly human condition. Luke, our um, our party has a somehow both in and out of character hatred of humans in this campaign hmm. uh it's just humans I, have been, uh, cause I'm a lot of problems that. i'm a big fan of humans it's my it favorite it has it's been uh oh, that's true sam, sam likes humans throughout the game we haven't encountered a lot of good i love him brander's great human uh, what great race human. is jack shadowstalker he's an, an elf. elf not human oh, of course he is uh okay so we got all of that just ten. It is time for Mr. Fohammer to uh, respond to Pubis's arguments. Assertions. <clears throat> Mock clears his throat and grins dryly, <laughs> reveling in the personal attacks that Pubis has brought for forefront, which he knew Pubis couldn't help himself because that is the meat, potatoes, wine, dessert, and after meal that Pubis has always represented. After meal. And that- <laughs> There's always an after meal. You, you don't have, you don't have after meal? The after meal is what happens after the meal. And then there's the after breakfast. Meal. So, I'm having after meal right now. from ear to ear mm. as, as he sees this, these proceedings like slide towards the gutter. And he says, uh, my council, my councilmen and women, my masters of great repute. I believe Pubis has summed it up quite nicely for us when he says, I have done nothing to deserve this. He in fact deserved none of the earnings that he got. He simply befell a loophole in the rules, gesturing somewhat to the, uh, the, the lore of Romwood. He says, he is an average craftsman then and remains one even to this very day. 
my cousin Bear can stand witness to Pubis Stoneshaft selling one of my past crafts as his own not months ago in this very city during festival. A cleric of Moradin, renowned as he gestures to his dwarven craftsmen, uh, amongst those clerics of Moradin, can personally attest to that today. G gesturing to uh, gesturing to mercy, this might be a simple trial indeed if we were to quickly convict Sir Pubis of plagiarism and strip his goods, rewarding them back to me. A neat job indeed. However, however, we won't overly index on Pubis's lack of skill, lack of honesty, and other such qualities. Let us simply key in on the words he has spoken in his favor. 50% growth of a business year over year for 50 years. Pubis has never been strong with the figures and certainly doesn't do his own accountings. But by my numbers, the man would own over half of Waterdeep if this were remotely true. And <laughs> if, if which case, looking at Laura, perhaps you're light, right, my lady, my master, Bromwood. Perhaps I should have, of course, asked for my full share in return, for that would leave him still the 99% of this massive empire he has built. It, wouldn't it be an interesting thing to let many slaves and mules bring in the books accounting for the past 50 years of business to represent such a massive enterprise that he has built? He might as well have said he summoned manna from heaven down below and has offered it to all the citizens of Vratadip as a savior to them. Utterly ridiculous. In terms of other mistaken figures, it were not 50, but 40 years ago that this trial was convened, making me, in fact, the longer tenured owner of Hawks Regalia. Twas I what served this, this uh, city for those long years as an upright citizen with honest dealings before my crimes. Twas I what have served many of your families with personal works of art that remain as heirlooms in your family's possession to this day, and is, it is my history to tell, not his, of the accounts after my crime. I did not flee the city, but remained for years. The last time I set foot in this city, it was one that bore the full shame of my crimes. And in terms of how I come to repay this debt, Name one other person whatever repaid a 50,000 gold bounty to Waterdeep. I left to find my fortunes. I have put my life on the line and sacrificed life, limb, even soul to be here today. And now I sit here today to say this, looking over at Pubic, no debt has been paid today. He brings out a sack of 50,000 gold and puts it on the podium and he says, at least we can agree that that's been paid. But that's Whoa. paid, 50,000 gold on the table. That's his rebuttal. And he's directing that towards Laura. Laura. That's a heavy sack. Quickly looks to the, to the motions to the other guild masters. We gotta change the platinum because there's no way we'd be able to fit fifty thousand gold sack. <laughs> Lura, well, Lura looks, really valuable looks to look to the other pro, uh, guildmasters and pulls and pulls them closer. <clears throat> he knows that there were some claims about 
about Baron, but <clears throat> this is <clears throat> this is true. If if Hawkstra Gal <clears throat> actually, she whispers. She whispers to the other guildmasters, but it sounds like, is this true? That if Hawk's regalia had increased by that much, he'd be owning that much. Is this that profitable of an enterprise that that much growth would reveal that? Now, again, she's whispering sure. to the other three guildmasters, but it comes out <laughs> like very... my mom whispers at church. <laughs> <laughs> it is the stage whisper. It is the stage whisper move. I think uh, Bishop Estes has diarrhea. <laughs> Mom, please stop saying that. Everyone can hear you. <laughs> um, just real quick, did any other guildmasters say any uh, um, in the in the God, Godrum says we'd we'd have to check the the books to be sure. Either of them could be exaggerating. And then she turns on anyone hey, hold, 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 from the math so guild. Are you people good at math. 50% compounding interest over owning one buildings results yeah. in many buildings. This is not a debatable figure. The claim was outlandish. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't Were say you... which sectors grew 50%. Could have been <laughs> multiple sectors in their own sphere growing 50%. Your own, I grew the value of the business. Uh, yeah, 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 let's keep, keep it. Hey, keep, keep it. This year, our sale of Onyx's grew 50%. This year, our sale of Topaz's group 50%. So, Thank you. Oh, <laughs> there it is with me. <laughs> keep, um, keep it on Mox's argument. There we go. Lura then turns and says, <clears throat> Master uh, Sonlenor, cousin of Mock. Why am I talking like Scrimcorn? Master Sonlenor, cousin of Mock. <clears throat> At your service. Can you swear on uh, Moradin's beard or what have you? That it's an anvil. It's an anvil. That that it's an, it's an an uh, it's an anvil, Godrum. Anvil. <clears throat> His crafting materials that someone wore something sold by Pubis. Claimed to be his, and it was definitely from your cousin here? What I believe my cousin to be referring to is approximately... I don't know how long it's actually been. Six months, maybe? Call it six months. It was months. right after the Oakhurst incident. Call it six Jeez. months. Oh, this is a bit bad. We've, we've been very bad about actually keeping a calendar, but somewhere uh, around six months. six months ago on the Dwarven High Holy Day of... Whatever the appropriate holiday was. I did uh, observe my... Pubis, a, is he a relation? Is he an Abraham? No. Basically, basically, twin brothers. <laughs> no, that's, that's no. I did observe uh, Master Stone Shaft making a uh, donation to the Temple of Moradin uh, of what I recognized to be at the time one of the works of Mock Fohammer. Not a item of uh, Pubis's own creation, but from what as I could. Identify at the time, a creation of Mark Four Hammers. Aye. I so don't know dwarven culture. This is what I saw. <clears throat> Thank you. I don't know dwarven culture, but in the guild, that is a serious accusation. And looks to their other guild masters. Hmm. Like, huh? Florian is writing down serious, serious. and underlining it <laughs> twice. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, no further. No further questions. Uh, Florian, uh, oh no, it's not gas yet. Uh, oh. In this questioning, we're only questioning mock, right? Not pubis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wait for pubis. Right. We're really just trying to keep it simple, <laughs> manageable, which I guess is what actual court rules are also meant to accomplish. I wanted to address to all what Eric was talking about. Yep. Um. Okay. Let's get the roll. And uh, thank you, Sam, for your excellent uh, addition with Mock. Let's get a roll with advantage here. That was an excellent, uh, excellent bringing in, uh, bringing in Bairn with a very specific. Uh, All right. Yeah, good um, memory, Eric. Do my. I I, I had have... remembered the egg thing, and uh, I mean, I was wondering if it was going to come up. It's almost like this is what Eric has been building to for months, nay, years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready, uh, panel members? Uh, get your thumbs ready. Warm them up. And Ooh. oh right, never mind. We get the roll first. We the roll <laughs> with advantage. That is a sixteen. I clicked on uh, perception. I clicked on persuasion, so I don't know why I did perception, but they're both a plus five. So that, ah. that roll is a same roll. Gotcha. And so advantage. Missed that. Did you get the? Because of you. Because of, oh, oh, of you. It was because of you, yeah. Sam. Oh, oh didh realize. Huh. Not because of Baron. Because thanks, thanks for coming all this way, by the way. Hey, it's a long trip to it again. Even the NASCAR. Um, and so that'll be a sixteen. So that'll move the needle by two. And you were targeting uh, uh, Lura, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Get those thumbs out. One, two, three, go. Oh wow, that is that's a lot of <laughs> thumbs up for Mock. Everyone except Ooh. for. Stronger for bottle. mercy. Okay, so Lura is going up by two plus an additional one, so it's going to be three. Oopsie. Oh, Lura died. So it's up to six. <laughs> Lura's at six now. Mercy uh, stays the same. Did you thumbs down or neutral? I did uh, neutral. You did neutral. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Lura, give us the explanation <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, for the extra. Um... Uh, she hates fair play, and really kind of what that comes down to is she was waiting for the mudslinging. She's <laughs> <laughs> finally! Finally. I hear some The gloves calling. came off, and I hear suddenly... some calling, and that's why I'm here, because my life it's is getting good. So she's, so she's like, I want to hear about what these two dwarves have gotten up to, and she's hearing that, so. Uh, Mercy uh, was unchanged. Godrum, you went up by one. Yeah. Why? Um, well, Mock presented his uh, his counter-argument with a lot of clarity and, and earnestness about how much he's worked to do the right thing. He's also put a big fucking giant bag of money on the table. Bag money helps a lot. <laughs> and that's very impressive. That's, that's like clear, like the opposite of of not doing shit is putting a whole bunch of money on the table to someone like Godrum. Uh, also casting into question how good at doing things pubis actually is. Uh, this mudslinging is effective and it makes him think, Oh, if, if he's like faking some things, that's, that's just lazy. So, you know, do it, do it yourself. 
And so he, he oh. casts, casts an eye that direction and is like, maybe my, maybe the one who's more like my son isn't Mock. Florian Gustav Versk the third. Florian got pretty. Oh, wait, sorry. <clears throat> I'm not really quite track what they were saying about credit and, and Sonlenors and and and. 50% profit? I, I thought that was normal. <laughs> but if Laura is taking this seriously, then this must be very serious. And I, uh, uh, it looked like she approved, so yes. Uh, he <laughs> must be in the right. I think. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like Florian a lot. All right. Um, <laughs> Juice never dies. Florian's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy transition. I'm already enjoying Laura Bromwood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, should we go on an adventure after this? Yeah, I know, dude. This is, this is the spinoff campaign right here. It's a Judge Judy every, every week. Just a uh, little side of thing because I was curious. Some of the people did some math and figured out that roughly a cubic foot of gold coins would be about 47,000 coins. So we could have like a little, a nice, neat little chest of 50,000 nicely stacked gold coins, if that's what you'd like to go for, Mock. For my, my, my man, that sounds good, but could you also get your people on this one building 50% compounded interest over 50 years and see what kind of figures we get? If you wouldn't mind retasking. Why are you so focused on those details, Eric? I don't know. A, sh- seems- a single sheaf of wheat? Can it not grow when the spring is shines? <laughs> <Dude. laughs> yeah. It's so got a good point. Wheat grows, Eric. Christ. Yeah, in the sun. Think that one through. Pulis has made a compelling did. argument. Hey, you know what? Got me. Bullseye. We grow. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a math quiz. Mister Fellhammer, it is time for your final arguments of the day, and then we will break for recess. That's what we call sleeping for the night and reconvening tomorrow. No, I can hear you. I'm just getting to think. All good. So, just to put it, if you had one gold coin and increased that by 50% uh, year over year for 50 years, you would end up with 637 million gold. Mm. One gold coin. That's a lot so of gold. has done so well. <laughs> He's done quite well. He's very, very rich, apparently. Very well. Yeah, I think owning half the city is in the ballpark. Yeah, you're not. You're not telling me Florian did that math. Not <laughs> <laughs> telling me Florian. Uh, the napkin that has serious written large in large caps letters. Yeah. When you are ready, Mister Hammer. Mark says, "Thank you." Ah, I'd like. To talk about what happens next. For the past is important, but I imagine you, current guildmasters in good standing, have more stake in what's to come. And I'd like to tell you about the future. I'm not here simply to leave cash on the table and never be seen again. I want to come and, and continue to build this business. My efforts over the years are to build Waterdeep, to build our trade district, to create 
wonderful crafts that's, that, that not only enrich our markets, but draw praise to the artistry of Waterdeep. He says, don't look at pubis. Don't, don't look at my return as changing what is currently established. Pubis did nothing to create this, bill, this business and has run it for fewer years than I. I am a guild craftsman, uh, a, a clan crafter of uh, Citadel Adbar, brandishing his token of guild craftsman or of master craftsman, which has never lapsed in terms of its potency. He has always been a clan crafter and that has never changed. He brandishes that and he says, I am here to continue to build what I started. To, to put place me back in power and influence is to restore what was lost. You all have seen what has happened here in Waterdeep these past few years. You've seen other aristocrats from outside the city, foreign powers, buying their way in with favors and titles. And you have seen a strong leader return to Waterdeep and restore those titles to those houses and those aristocrats what originally had them according to proper Waterdeep tradition and law. This favors me. This favors my return. I am the one who has built this business. And me, my return to Waterdeep is in the same vein as what has happened here politically in the city. It is restoring those rights. It is restoring those powers to those of original uh, heritage. And I am here to take that heritage and continue to build on it. He says, my, my work is... My work... I would prefer than to be standing here today, but to simply line up my works of the past. And perhaps I may bring yet some of my own artistry to this chambers if it pleases the court. Restore who was in power before. Don't look to the letter of the law. Look to who you wanted to have here. And fill up that lady's glass right there, pointing to Laura Bromwood. <laughs> Nice. The bailiff you want? stands up quickly and swiftly walks over, fills up the empty glass. Says, you want to hear more stories. You want to see the real thing. You want to not mince words, but to tell the real stories of what it took to build a business. You find me in the tower at any time, and I'll, and, and I'll, and I'll spell that history out for you one year at a time. Check my books. End. <laughs> Mic drop. And he is targeting Godrin Brewbuckle. I had a feeling. <laughs> Nicely done. Any questions from the panel today? Um, it, my father taught me that uh, uh, most businesses uh, fail in their first two years. Um, uh, what what is uh? Uh, is this not a concern of yours, uh, Mr. Fullhammer? What is it? Uh, why shall we think that you shall uh, flourish in the city that uh, uh, is so uh, competitive? <clears throat> uh, at least that's what my father told me. Perhaps not to this moment did you fully key on it. But at that question, something draws you now to the appearance of Mock Fullhammer, which is refined. He is wearing armor that is magically enchanted to look as brilliant and polished as the day it was made. 
and the artistry of a legendary dwarven crafter upon the the, the suit, you know, upon the, the the physique of a dwarven warrior in his prime has got to come across as a an image of strength and wealth. And he says, he says to Florian, he says, uh, Master Master Gustav Vers the Third, I am gladdened to repay my debt today. And I set off, I am honest, that I set off the minute I had my funds available. But between my companions, my relationships across Feyrun, I want you to know that this sum, gesturing to the gold coins, does not represent all of the assets under my command. I have capital to bring back to the revivification of my business. I have talented artisans in my entourage who I can introduce you to and who would work with me, partners from renowned cities such as Silvery Moon. And in, in addition to that, I have the, uh, he says, I have materials that it would take the life of an adventurer that I have led to bring to bear on works the which you may have never seen in your lives. He says, materials, connections, and capital or what it takes to run, run a business. And I, I think you would know that for yourself, Master Gustav Bersk. I will bring these back to Hawks Regalia. Excellent. All right, last chance for questions? No? All right, let's get the roll, which I think feels like a persuasion again. All right, let's try this again. Not effed up. Maybe I did click the wrong one. Okay. Ooh. Natural eight becomes a 13. That is enough to move the needle by a one plus or minus one. Let's get the sentiments from the panel. Ready? One, two, three, reveal. I'm seeing up, 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 up. Oh, Ooh. the first sweep. Whoa. Oh, damn. Royal flush. These are strong. Wow. Wow. Okay, so uh, Lura. I want to see some dirty shit by Pubis in this next go round. <laughs> yeah. Lura was staunchly neutral until she had her water glass filled up. Mm. <laughs> Pandering. Uh, Pandering. That's the loophole. Mercy. Uh, Mercy turns to Mock and she says, uh, Well, I've heard much today. I have listened to what both of you have had to say, and what I've learned is that you're both very talented speakers. And thus, I cannot really gain anything from what you say, but what I listen from you, Mark, is that you have passion. And there becomes a question of what can you offer using this passion to Waterdeep. And that also remains to be seen. And that is something I would like to see. This art you speak of. Your crafts, we need to see it. You are among artists, and that is the language which matters most here. What can you offer to Waterdeep? You have not been here in an official capacity for, for many, many decades. Pubis here has been a fixture in Waterdeep for quite some time. I will keep my opinion of his crafts to myself. Of what, of what I think. <laughs> oh, that is not what. 
not what's that on trial here. here. What, we are, what is on trial here. But we need to see what you have to offer, Mark. Talk is very, it's important. We, we realize that, you know, what you say is important, but what is even more important is what you can show us, what you can make. That, uh, sorry, that was, was hot. That was great. <laughs> so it was Mercy, and that was Mercy went up by one, right? You, you did some stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That was warming. Mercy approving of That was Mercy. That know. was... <laughs> Yeah, that was Mercy warming up. Wow, jeez, I want Mercy's approval. I I want Mercy's approval. Yeah, everyone wants Mercy's approval. If she offers you tea, it's good. Them them pretty words, boy. Now go, go hoe the field. All right, done. Now sharpen them swords. Godrum. Uh, who got the one from the persuasion and an additional one from the uh, discretion? Um, Gondrum is feeling like Mock, Mock is putting a lot out there on just like in front of everyone as like he's talking about all of his accomplishments and what he's got to offer, and that all sounds very on point as far as like. Here, here's the here's the brass tacks of the situation, and I don't know, he's getting kind of a good feeling from him a little bit, like he's like he's being honest. Uh, Peebus has though been a fixture, like like everyone's pointed out, and that that does have uh, stamina as far as the argument is concerned. Um, but he he kind of just sits back, kind of grumpily waiting for this amazing uh, this amazing skill to be demonstrated because he didn't make that armor. He knows he didn't. <laughs> he knows he didn't make that armor. He would have oh, said oh, oh, oh. so. He would have said so. Fuck right, he would. And finally, Florian, who went up by one as well. Mm-hmm. It truly sounds like this dwarf, this Mr. Fohammer has... Uh, the capital revivifications in order to uh, entourage his uh, materials. Uh, he's, he really <laughs> knows what he's talking about. Inflation. I'm going to write that Kevin. All right. Oh, capital revivification <laughs> entourage mm. materials. Those are all things Florian didn't really understand. Pumas. <laughs> Master Stone Shaft, it is time for your final rebuttal. Uh, a, a response to uh, Mr. Fohammer's um, statements. It is uh, soon to be your turn, after which we will break for the day and reconvene tomorrow where you will present first arguments in the morning. Esteemed guildmasters, I first want to acknowledge the great skill in crafting of my cousin Mark. This is without question and without challenge by myself. I think this case presents many unchallengeable elements. One unchallengeable element is that Hawks Regalia is one of the most powerful businesses in this city. Delicately intertwined into every single 
one of your enterprises. And that intertwining makes this amount here, and he taps on the chest, look like a pittance. And you all know that. The amount of capital my industry brings into this city, both with fees paid and with, and he looks over at uh, Laura, items acquired, far exceeds this, which Mock has brought in today. And he slowly, like, waddles towards the, uh, the desk. He's like, Mock may be skilled at, at uh, crafting armor. This is without... Oh, that desk. Without, uh, without question. And he takes Lura's water and he drinks it and procures a, a crystalled distillery uh, flask from his uh, pocket. He's like, but the glacial waters that come from my enterprise far surpass what meager offerings Mock has to provide for the city. And he drops this like gleaming crystalline blue liquid down in front of Lura because he very well knows what she has a penchant for. Uh, he's like, whether it be, uh, extremely delicate pottery crafted from the elves, and he, like, looks over at, uh, Guildmaster Cindershield, whether it is imported jewels coming from our kingdoms, have I not been able to acquire any and all items that you seek? Looks over at, uh, Florian, both, uh, those of great taste, and then he, like, narrows his glass, and those of less taste which have still been frequently required. Obviously, not all of these items can I bring to light today, nor would I want to. That's part of the private enterprise that each and every one of you have employed my business over the last 40 years. And I can also assure you, no plagiarism involved. When I took ownership of all of uh, Mock's goods, that include all of his trademarks, all of his crafts and all of his belongings, the entirety of his enterprise. And so when I donated these items to this uh, temple, it was with no claim. As Baron has himself verified in front of you all, I made no claim that it was of my craft. It was yet another item that I procured and donated. And in fact, I believe you can, you can agree, Guildmaster uh, Bromwood, I have acquired many items and donated them to your enterprise. My, expe around. my expectation is today we shall dismiss this trifling matter. Uh, Master Mock claims that he has lived a grandiose life uh, with only a small amount of deceit and robbery from this town. But I will remind you that one gallon of wine with a small teaspoon of poison is still poisoned wine. And he ends. Quite the image. God, the poison wine line. Oh, that got geez. me. And with that, he is poisoned wine. Orcs will have an uh, advantage <laughs> against poison. It's really. Florian is writing down poisoned wine. Bad. Poisoned wine. Must check my wine at home. So, Master Master Stoneshaft, you feel uh, that? Uh, uh, Mr. Fohammer's crimes are so great that they, uh, they, uh, that they would poison his crafts moving forward. He looks a little proud of himself for pulling <laughs> that poison <laughs> word out. Lord Versk, that is an excellent question. And I will remind you and our fellow guildmasters that 
uh, Mock was never banished from the city because of a lack of crafting skill. He I, was I banished. Just to clarify, Mock wasn't banished from the city. Sorry, dude. Like, oh. Just in case you didn't know. What are. I thought he was. So he stripped and fined, and that was it? Yes, that, that oh. was it. So he was well, unable to do business. A lot of money. Unable to do yes. business in Waterdeep, right? Which, yeah, to me, he could, he could banished in, in a manner of speaking. Got it. I, I just want to help because Mock will kill him on that point if it's a mistake. <laughs> he wasn't, he he wasn't him. kicked out of the city. <laughs> he was banished from doing business, not because of his lack of skill, which has never been questioned. He was banished because of his deceitful and illegal tradings. And all he has to rebut that is a promise that he won't do it again. Are you so quick to trust? Or is this simply a bribe to be paid? Because if it's simply a bribe, the vast entirety of Hawk's regalia far outweighs this little coffer. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I love the two-faced on the one hand saying that's just a bribe also if you're looking for bribes i can pay more <laughs> so much money I can, uh, better can the mediator go back in the shadows please no. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't need to be revealed at this time mediator there's the, the board of for you please <laughs> don't don't re-summarize my argument please thank you <laughs> all right intentionally the panel shall make their judgments based on their thoughts before I resummarized Pubis's um, <laughs> argument. Strike that from the record. Observation. Please hey, strike it. <laughs> the dwarf who's chiseling um, into a piece of stone. I keep like, making up new punishments for Mock. You're like, hey, that, that, was, that was also not on there. He was. <laughs> He, he was lodged to a donkey power. for four score nights. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are sentenced His prostate <laughs> was forcibly massaged. No, it wasn't. I don't remember that part. Uh, Did my father do that? Any other or questions? Any other questions for Pubis? No, no, no. Okay. Pubis, give us a roll. And real quick, no. did you now, want to use your inspiration? I'm oh using God. it now. You're using it now. And oh, is this a this is a persuasion like role? Intimidation. It, it feels intimidation. I think, I think intimidation. So that's actually a plus four for Pubis. What? Has that been a plus four this whole time? I would have been a dick. Oh no, wait, he's um, plus he's plus three for that. Never mind. It's deception okay. that he's got a bit more. Uh, slash roll space D twenty plus three. One yeah, I think if you omit the one, I bet it still works does Ooh, 17 that is a two Ooh. movement that is a are you rolling with inspiration but he gets to roll indeed. again oh you need uh, so what you do is just do another slash roll 1d20 with no bonus that, that with inspiration you roll twice and you take the higher result yeah just, just roll it oh that was so close okay. to 15 so, uh, so 17 stands so that will move the disposition by two. Oh, you didn't say who you were targeting but i think it was pretty uh, i was targeting bromwood well, hello. Bromwood. Oh, Lura Bromwood. I wasn't looking at the last names. Um, yes, that is what I figured. So that'll be a two on Bromwood. Let's get your disposition thumbs ready. So remember, thumbs down, meaning Pubis' arguments were extra persuasive for you because it's down for mock. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go! 
I'm seeing a down, down, neutral, neutral. Excellent <laughs> job, pubis. Um, so that was, oh, I, I forgot who the down downs were. Lura was an extra yeah. down. So that is a minus three for Lura. She's Ooh. brought down to four with that. What's the extra? Um, I would put two thumbs down here if I could, and I would <laughs> double. And I would ask the DM that I could put an extra one there. Um, uh, this this uh, pulled every string uh, of uh, Bromwood's bing, 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 uh, area there. Uh, just just from business dealings with uh, with uh, Pubis, all the way to a totally strong argument of it was never. Uh, Mox crafting ability. That was a mistake. So, very Alrighty. strong. Going to keep it as one. That's fair. For the thumbs down, but I appreciate. I always appreciate Just the the request. Mercy was neutral. Neutral. Is that right? Godrum. That's right. Mm -hmm. Was neutral as well. Yep. And Florian went down one. Kevin. I thought this Mr. Fohammer was a trustworthy fellow, but yeah. now this I'm poison so in the sure. wine business, I'm just not sure what would Papa think. <laughs> what would Papa think? All this poisoning of wine. Papa, can you hear me? Me. <laughs> Mm, well, that will complete our proceedings for the day. As the day grows on long, it's been going for a couple hours. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it has actually been yeah. going for a couple hours. It's literally been, uh, <laughs> been a couple hours. I was amazing. trying to add a time extraction. I'm like, oh no. Um, <laughs> please reconvene here at. Uh, 10 o'clock at the at the designated hour as the as the as the 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 water deep clock tower giant how do they keep time they have a, a water clock it's a water i mean clock. whatever the sun is easy but <laughs> but in a, in a big city there's they have clocks water they clock. have a group of people who are just counting one one thousand come two, to the disposition at half past first light <laughs> there you go um, past first. God, that's line. early. <laughs> past it. Court past starts it. at 5:45 a.m. <laughs> it's not that early. Daylight saving time just started, so it's it's a bit you know, it's a little bit later. Um, and tomorrow, everyone breaks for, people at dark for vision, recess. It's much earlier. That's a good point. Dark for the evening, it is customary for those in such proceedings to avoid contact with one another. Um, it is not a... It would not be a, in violation of Waterdeep law, but um, it is would certainly be frowned upon by... Uh, some. By, the, by some. By the guilds. Generally. So... What does Mock do? That evening. You know, it took most of the midday. <laughs> he what? I need to pee. Ah. Uh, he relieves himself. Mock. Mock bid Baron kind of come come and drink with him. And he says, Baird, 
So this is our time. I don't know how it will... I don't know the outcome of these proceedings. And my heart... Half of me pulls me to run door to door to all those many aristocrats that I know. Creating stratagems. Bandying favors. All those habits of the past that I know would give me the edge over that hapless pubis. <laughs> he says, I'd have a mind to leave you here, cousin, and go run about my errands. He says, but uh, I think what will win the day for me, or at least decide my fate, is what's happened these past six months. You know, that not not that time that, that time before. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a craftsman, the kind I want to be, it'll have to be Based on where I'm at, not who I was. I was to judge you where you're at, cousin. You're a better craftsman now than you ever were working at Hawks. Well, they they may see that before before this is all over, but I promised Drustin once I wouldn't be another Adric. And uh, so, if you'd have a drink with me, cousin, I'll uh, I'd love to share a brew with you. And if you don't mind, I'd like you to think hard about specifically the words that Pubis said that day in the temple when he offered up my crafts, because I remember you telling me something a bit different those months back, and perhaps tomorrow we'll have the chance to, to set that record straight. Let's have a beer. Think real hard. Think real hard. I want you to think really <laughs> hard. Uh, you want me to pull up the episode and play that? <laughs> no, I mean, it. yeah. What was the Bring up the tape. Play it. Sam has a recap. Oh, that's true. It is in your journal somewhere. Uh, um, Eric has already looked it up and done the legwork. What What did it go? What I was mean, the? There, the, the, he, he plagiarized. He, he said he presented it as his own. Yeah. He made the, he made this for the, I made this for the temple, like it wasn't like hey here's okay. something that I I mean yeah I mean what what Luke said was was nine nine percent right which is why it's so awesome that he's here like <laughs> it was it was his to give, <laughs> but he said I made this which wasn't true. Gotcha. Okay. Uh perfect. If that's that that's what Baron recalls, and that's what he will state tomorrow. If that's what actually happened, then yes, that, that's that's what it is then. Maybe Baron just wasn't quite as uh, yeah, it, it was as he needed to have been. It was defined plagiarism because I was the one that said it was. <laughs> like I'm like, oh look, Pius is there plagiarizing your thing. That's got to get back to Mock to make sure he has a shitty night that night. Fast forward a few years. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. That um, was the perfect moment. God damn it. Oh, dude, it was beautiful, man. I just so good. You're so good, dude. I've been doing this for hey, four one fucking point. years. You showed up tonight. Okay, so. Great. So. Pubis. What are you doing this night? So, as soon as the <laughs> trial ends, I shuffle out of the tribunal hall, and I meet up with a, uh, a figure in a large gray cloak, and I follow uh, Bjorn, but more importantly, I follow Mock. Now, <clears throat> I follow them closely wherever they go. Now, do they split up, or do they decide to drink together? 
is is pubis uh, intending to approach mock when they're together or waiting for them to be apart is that the prefer them to be apart i can presume that but you can find time when one goes to the bathroom if you're just looking for a moment (laughs) i'm looking for a dwarves always pee together no yeah dwarves always pee on each other (laughs) (laughs) well yes they do i guess friendship um, but he, there, there's for sure a moment. There's for sure opportunity for that. Okay, so what I'm looking for is a moment where Mock is sitting by himself, perhaps thinking through the day's events, uh, perhaps with a, a mug of ale, and uh, Pubis, with his friend in the cloak, sits down. Okay. I say, Mock, it was a rough ride in there. A lot of strong words were said. Uh, I didn't know how a few of those tribu- uh, tribunal members were going to go. But I think I have the answer for your fortunes right here on the table. And I'm willing to lay it all out right now. The one-minute timer for fighter levels on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I come no, bearing no, 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 no weapons. There's, there's no hostile indication. Mock keeps it totally cool. Totally. And he says, uh, I, Pubis. He says, uh, I, 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 I hear you, Lado. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, I probably deserved... Mm, Maybe as much as half of the things you said in there. Uh, maybe maybe more like a quarter, but uh, some of the things you said I deserve. At least some of them. What do you got for me? Perhaps 50% of the year. I'm not really sure how these math work. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to a very dear friend of mine. And my colleague pulls off his dark robe, and you can see it is a priest of the local temple. And the priest is shaking clearly distress in their face, tears. Say, I have something which more than money, more than industry, more than my history here, tears at my heartstrings. And if you were able to help this poor priest, I'd be willing to give you back your entire business, all of your money, and uh, I shall give you everything that you had. I'll even be your apprentice if that's what should you desire. Please, all I ask is you hear this poor priest story please i mean i gotta i gotta get the deception check now on (laughs) on that because he said he'd be his apprentice to give me back my shit so i'll hear the priest for sure but i need that roll first uh yeah go ahead and uh, do an An inside check versus uh versus a deception check like are you actually going to give him all the things you said roll the roll the roll the deception against insight and let's see okay. the. Uh... Presumably, it is deception. Presumably, we don't know the results. <laughs> I make no judgments. Well, I make some judgments. <laughs> You're definitely deception. making a judgment. Uh, Luke, you know how to roll. Uh... No, you don't. Uh... <clears throat> Thank you for making that assumption, <laughs> which was true. <laughs> Do a one d twenty plus five on us. Oh. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, Mox, Mox wow, got wow, reasonable wow. insight. So I'm one d twenty plus five. Yep. Jesus. This is, this is a completely even roll. Oh, it oh, tilted oh, towards oh, the 18. Oh, this that actually was... makes it even better. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you, 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 Mock in this moment can you do see. do not believe him. Can see uh, right, right through. What's you might as well dwarven? Like, yeah, I'll give you back your shit. What's dwarven for Hachimachi? <laughs> Hachimachi. So this priest explains to you, like, and should I do the voice of the priest? Yeah, Please do the voice of the priest. Luke, joy. Luke has D- DM approval to bring in uh, uh, all, all guns here. Master Mock, uh, Pubis has 
warned me for many days that you might be coming back to the city and we are dire need of some help, some assistance from someone as powerful, clever, creative as yourself. We have been robbed. Our most sacred artifact has been stolen. It is the hammer of benediction. It was stolen by some disgusting drow who maintain a tiny reclusive uh, embassy. I don't know if you could call it an embassy. Down at the end of this lane. And they stole our hammer of benediction, which is our most precious relic. If you can recover this relic tonight while these drow are off drinking at the ceremony of Loth, I would be, I would give anything. And then I, I put my hand in front of him. <clears throat> More importantly, I would give anything if you could reclaim this holy dwarven relic, a, a symbol to the people that I have served here for so long. If you could somehow find it in your path tonight in this perfect moment, opportunity where these drow, who not even in the city legally, are, are, are celebrating the doors practically open for you to reclaim this hammer and with it, everything you've lost. Could you reclaim this hammer tonight? I can give you directions exactly on how to execute it. <laughs> Should be a simple matter for one as skilled and as experienced as yourself in adventuring these last six months. Are you going to let me keep that 23 for whatever the priest said? The Wait, the 23? Like my inside check. Oh, oh your inside I'll... check? Your inside uh, check. No, you got to roll against the priest. It's a different person. <laughs> <laughs> you got to roll against And I don't know what the priest is going to roll for insight. I fully respect that, that perspective, but I'm asking the DM. <laughs> um, I don't know how these things work here, DM, me, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's give it, a, give it another roll. And uh, Luke, go ahead and just give that priest a d20. Okay. No, no bonus. Okay. We, we love to roll. I know I do. Oh, yes. Juicy. Oh. You knocked the dice over. <laughs> Did that change anything? It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Oh, no way. That was one of the oh, first things Dan and I did. Oh, the high, roll, the high roll was mox. Oh, my God. The high roll was mox at a 22 with, uh, with a 12 Jeez. for the priest. 21. Looking like anyway. So oh, it's the priest. Yeah, 21. So the priest is the priest lying, or is, is he telling the truth? <clears throat> the priest. Mock turns to uh, to to uh, he he nods to the priest, and then he turns to to uh, to Pubis, and he says, "Why don't you pick up the tab when we're done here? Drinks are on me." And he walks away to go get Baron. He walks away. He walks out of it. All right. He tells you to pay, and says, "Drinks are on me." No problem. Then, pay. Happy yeah. to pay, Mock. This is the chance of a lifetime. Reclaim what's yours. <laughs> is parting as as you walk out. Oh my <laughs> god! Lifetime. I've got three of the dwarves lined up who are willing to take this offer now, but I'm giving it to you first. As he walks off, he sees like Pubis like hit the priest like really hard <laughs> with his elbow. Fucked <laughs> it up. Rude. It was on you. And we'll continue next week from that moment. Oh uh, as we are out of time, as suspected, we will be needing uh, you to uh, drop everything and uh, join us next week, Luke. I will be I there. Could, I could be happier. On Thursday. <laughs> that's fun. Thursday, yeah. not Wednesday. Yeah, that's awesome. On Damn Thursday the next week. Rolls. If only I had Lance Fullsack. Lance Fullsack yeah, never loses the deception check. Unbeatable Fullsack. <laughs> I would have had you after that hammer. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> oh, look, everyone. He's stealing Undercity artifacts again. Well, well, well. Another cup of poison into the barrel. I went to the dice because I wanted to give you a chance, man. I really did. 
I mean, Damn but there's something me. beautiful about continuing to fill out Pubis's uh, character with a completely botched attempt at an obvious oh, yeah. deception. Well, he just walks that... into the tavern and is like, Mock! Ooh, that was rough! Uh, I can solve everything! You can... <laughs> James, I can leave it. Well, there I think is. what we want to know, Greg, if just just to understand before next week is when will we we be starting a spin-off adventure of Florian Gustav Versk, uh, leading <laughs> yes. a party of adventures. The quest to be That's taken seriously. <laughs>